Hey, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to the Spiritual Rebels and Misfits podcast. We are really excited that you're here to get weird with us. <laughs> and we're going to have all kinds of you know absurd ideas playing around with magnificent guests. And we're just going to go to places you always wanted to go. But, you know, you couldn't tell mom and dad how you felt about aliens, about channeling. You couldn't say fuck. I'm Ashley Bradley. I am a mom. I am an intuitive business coach. I'm a business psychic and a channel. And I am James Lester. I am an open homosexual. I'm a speaker, a writer. I am a member of the recovery community, and I am a queer activist. And after you listen today, we would love it if you would follow us in one of the podcast places, Spotify, Apple, just to name a few. Subscribe, leave us a review. It helps new people find what we've created. And we thank you for listening. Let's do this. Hi, everybody. <laughs> I saw that you tried to do like a really sexy pose at the end. I don't do sexy. Off. You do at all. do sexy. Not on purpose. Do you want to have this hard community? <laughs> Hi, everybody. So, we are live in person for our first like in person on mm-hmm. location podcast today at Body Studios. <laughs> and so, first in person guest. First in person guest. Yeah. Yeah. We're starting to get live and in flesh. Mm hmm. I feel like, do you feel like we should like slightly warm up the topic if people are like, what, I feel like there's a bit of a mystery to our topic before we talk about vibroacoustic. Well, chances are if anyone's watching or listening, they already know that we're crazy as fuck. (laughs) So basically we're going to talk about the transfer from, you know, normality to the side of crazy effect that you're all likely already on if you're watching or listening to this. Yeah, I feel like we're using crazy like very loosely but there's a lot of people's gifts who are opening up and like the vibration of the planet is rising so people that aren't even asking for their gifts that aren't trying to open their spiritual gifts have their gifts just fucking opening (laughs) for those individuals if they're the first in their group of friends or family um who has walked through that they might feel a bit crazier they might share it with someone or a clinician and be like yeah i just feel like there's this this voice that talks to me and is like, you know, guiding me on like what I should do and what's in alignment. And somebody might be like, let's like, have you, you know, looked at, let's have you evaluate. I think it's more like using crazy sarcastically. I mean, we're not talking like actual like schizophrenia here, even though it might feel like it sometimes when you're first coming in touch with your gifts, we're talking like crazy where like, you know, you have a conversation with someone about channeling or you have about otherworldly beings and they look at you like, uh-huh. Uh-huh. and they like back away okay like, you know and they want to go yeah. back to safe topics like politics or sports and you're like no like i'm really on fire about this so as usual this is a safe place where we're going to talk about what really it means to be on the other side of normality and to really tap into your gifts and lucinda who is going to be our first in-person guest mm-hmm. which is a blessing she is just amazing and she's been on the she's been on it the telecast version before we're gonna have her live and in person one of like our initial episodes where we were trying to pack in like three guests and it was just like hi bye you know a full-on spiritual rebel (laughs) (laughs) okay the other thing i think i want to get into is Mm -hmm. like I feel like sometimes people dive into spiritual gifts and then they get a bit ungrounded with it. And it's Mm -hmm. like really hard for them because I feel like you're just like so connected with the other side that it's hard to be here in your lifetime, like operating from today. And like Lucinda and I were talking about like, right, like 
how there might be people on the street that are talking to themselves and like how there's certain things that are going on with them from a more spiritual perspective that um, I think the grounding part of it is going to be important. I feel like she's going to bring in other shades of this topic because I know we were messaging her and I was like, well, I think this is what she intended. So we're just going to go. <laughs> I know she's going to dive into whatever. Well, I think you're kind <laughs> of talking about your own personal experience though too, right? Like, you know, right? Like well, some shades of it. I feel like my kids keep me really grounded because that's the thing. Um, like Krista and I, like I, I'd say like both have young kids and she's the person that I've been working with a lot around the channeling. Lucinda was somebody that she's actually the first voice channel that I did was here with mm. Lucinda. Um, and your kids keep you very grounded because you can't just be meditating all day and just like, I'm so connected. And so I feel like if anything, it, it like, there's a different space where I can really sink deeply into it, but I always have my reason to come back and like, be really bought in and connected knowing like this is my important lifetime as well. Well, know? if I remember those, like the, the social unrest stuff was happening, things like that, you were having like, uh, you were empathetic towards it, but like you were in such an out outwardly view of it that sometimes you're like, I, I feel for oh, it. Oh, but... I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I feel like sometimes when people get in like great fear around like the pandemic or the social justice that I'm always pulled between like, Oh, I see the purpose of it. But at the same time, I want to be here and like be present and not ignore or skip over or spiritual bypass the things. And so I kind of go back and forth between, well, how do I, how do I interact with it? Like interpersonally and how do I deal with it energetically? Cause sometimes those are different things, you know? I get it. I think that being in recovery, you know, you have kids, I have the program of recovery yeah. and that is something that absolutely keeps you grounded as well. So I think everyone has some form of grounding for them. It's just making sure that they kind of are aware of that grounding. Cause then we, we do have those friends that are like yeah, full throttle in and it's amazing, but it is it's hard. I think for those that are like, I think many that are here to like help people as a part of this great awakening or help them like on that ascension path that like, I feel like the remaining grounded is like where we're met. We came here for a reason to be here to interact. And that I even find as being super into all this stuff that sometimes you need somebody every once in a while. That's like a little bit hard to relate to like from a day-to-day -day perspective as well. Mm. Not that I talk about, well, I mean, sometimes we talk about day-to-day -day stuff. We talk more about like galactic UFO. Well, I learned not to try to like just bring up your business right outwardly because I got shut down hard a couple weeks ago. So we don't talk about day to day shit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what you're talking about exactly. Oh, wow. But... Okay. Nice. <laughs> no, I don't. When I try to ask you about business universe, and you're like, nope, oh, nope, too cheesy. Well, that's because I felt like you, it was like a Ryan Seacrest radio setup. We were just I like, told so you for the last time, if you ever compare me to Ryan Seacrest, <laughs> there's going to be like a How total... are we doing on time? Because we we told Lucinda that we're going to bring her in at 515. It's almost five, time. Five, nine. Okay. We should talk about She's over there getting sick. warmed up. She's doing push-ups, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Fibroacoustic. Okay. I feel like we need to talk about that. Well, absolutely. So... so what was it like for you? <laughs> I feel like you're like being kind of sexual about it. It was a, it was amazing. <laughs> it was so. Why don't you outline what it is? Because I'm still kind of yeah. at a loss for it. Ooh, well, it's like a lower massage table kind of thing that you go and you lay on, and I want to say that there's lights, but essentially, like you lay down on this thing that looks like it's like a bed of lights. 
you put these headphones on and they start a track and they're like, what do you want to experience? And I'm like, cosmic energy, <laughs> whatever's the most cosmic. That's literally what I said. And she's like, okay, cool. Got you. <laughs> you had to pick your, I didn't pick my own adventure. Maybe she, you were, this I is your we, first experience. So, okay, yeah. so she popped my cherry. Maybe. Okay. I don't know. We'll ask her. <laughs> she would be a good guest, I feel like, on our okay. podcast. Yeah. So. Um, and you lay down on it and they start, this music starts playing, but with the music, similar to like a very intense, like full body, like sound healing, the vibrations are going like with the, the sound. And sometimes it's music. Sometimes it's like sound effects. It's like, you really never know. I feel like my crown is like opening just returning to that space but anyway I go into very very deep meditation because there's this brain entrainment that puts you in a very very deep meditative state very quickly like I saw the first time that I did it here at we're at body studios by the way in Anaheim Amazing you're wondering, body studios. we'll make sure we give you a tour on another date and Lucinda will tell you what goes on here but I was shown that I was going to be pregnant and I had listened to actually told me on a tarot reading one time. Oh, oh we didn't announce that you're going to be. And I'm like, no, oh, I'm not trying, you know, but I saw when I Is went this baby one or baby two. two. Okay. So this was baby stage. one predicted? Cause I know yes, the baby. Okay. Very baby. planned. Okay. This so next very spontaneous second baby, <laughs> very spontaneous. But I saw these angels and these beings coming down, like, like literally like it was like a really profound experience. And I had another one that I feel like, there's too much information to go into of what I was shown, but I, it's the trip. Like, I feel like for me, it's like, it just sinks you into like a different dimension. I don't know. I'll, I'm like curious to hear what Luce, what happens for Lucinda or how she describes it. Cause she's going to probably just like blow our minds with, she's going to be like, what will actually happens? And she's going to like channel all this info. So I'll ask her about that later. Cause okay. she's going to tell us what's going on. But yeah. Anyway, well, how did you experience it? <laughs> I really loved it. I, I mean, we did the float tank um, the, a couple weeks ago, mm -hmm. and this, it was a completely different experience, but I got the same kind of sensation out of it, where yeah. I was finally, you know, for myself that, you know, does deal with alcoholism, I, I suffer from a disease itself where I'm always trapped in self, so yeah. those sensations really brought me away from self and let me just really connect with, like, the purity of the universe. Did you feel like you went, like, deep in the I don't think that I could necessarily allow myself this time, because I still was, like, trying to figure out, like, what the fuck was going on, because, like, it's, like, this normal-looking massage table a little strip, and this motherfucker was, like, rocking and like, rolling, I was like, oh my god, I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, I'm, I'm gonna grab my pearls, so it was a really cool, like, experience, but I want to go into it now that I have a sense of like what to expect and kind of relax into it because yeah. the control freaking me too is like okay what's next what's gonna happen that's how I fall in the floor tank that's because you're a fucking control freak I talked to this and then yeah but I, I think for me this was my control freak tendencies came up because like what's gonna happen next because like, yes. there were so many different sensations so now that I know I can relax into it a lot more but mm. it did afterwards my body was very tingling I felt very when I walked outside like the light appeared differently and the sounds were different for a little bit and it, it, it was an amazing experience i always feel like i'm floating i'm curious like if you have done vibroacoustic before if you've done it like tell us what it feels like for you um we can't see the comments as much because we're like kind of far away from the floor you can well, right? maybe it's happening yeah. as we bring okay, in okay. The, um, oh. but i got a lot of messages but i feel like i feel like if i that's a whole tangent and i'll go off on a tangent it's like 
time almost for Lucinda, right? I think that I mean, Lucinda I think is so amazing time. that we can bring her in two minutes early. Yeah. If she's if already. she's willing, you know, if I know that we we didn't contract her for that two minutes. <laughs> and so she's gonna check. So let's check with our agent and her entourage <laughs> if she's ready. <laughs> They're paging her. She's paging her, so it might be a her. minute. Okay, yeah, she's touch gonna ups. come. All right. But yeah, um, yeah, we always joke as well. I feel like it would take a lot for Lucinda. Well, it'd be hard for her to kick us out with our whole setup. But we're always like, <laughs> we're going to invite a certain spiritual guest that's like only been exposed to like Gaia type proper spirituality. They're going to be like, who the fuck are these two? <laughs> this is not the podcast. I thought this was spiritual in nature and they're, they're just going to disappear one day. And we always joke about that. But she... I feel like she's well, that's why we're doing it live. So if she does <laughs> so leave, at least it'll be like a big thing, <laughs> stuck, you know, yeah. it'll be like a TMZ moment. So then we could go viral. Yeah. <laughs> so. so let's see, if, Lucinda, you ready to join us? <laughs> oh my gosh! So this is Lucinda, and I want you to just introduce yourself and the magic that you are. I feel like it's hard to. We were talking about it's so many things. You mean a lot to me personally, and now to James as well. And I, I feel like you're like, Krista said you're kind of like her spiritual mom. And I was like, I feel like Lucinda's is like that as well. I don't even know if you want to be spiritual mom. <laughs> Man, you spiritual know what? Sister. Anytime mom comes along, it's like, I can't get into the sister mode ever again because of my age. Right, you're my sister, Lucinda. Yes! You're my I'm sister. Okay, so like this mom okay. thing, you're my sister. You're my younger sister. Right. Right. You call me spiritual grandma. So, the other day. <laughs> That's awesome. So, so yeah. well, let's listen to talk a little bit about the studio, her own journey, and yeah. Then we'll okay. dive into the, sure. the gift awakening part. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, <clears throat> I don't really call myself anything other than Lucinda because that's who I am. Mm -hmm. uh, I do a lot of stuff, but uh, mostly what I have learned is to just be. And mm. then as things unfold in my life, I answer whatever happens. And it makes it a lot easier for me. I'll ask for things from the universe because that's my shopping um, all and then um, <laughs> I love that and I have a personal assistant that goes and gets everything for me and then it just kind of shows up so, yeah so it's really kind of cool we should have like, oh that's me <laughs> sometimes sometimes Manuel has to go and pick it up so when he goes and picks it up in 3D life <laughs> <laughs> but that's pretty much everything so yeah that's what I do I um, let's see so I have a lot of skills and those manifest in many different ways i can do tarot and astrology intuitive you're astrology very good as well yeah <laughs> yeah you're very good at a lot you're a mentor a spiritual mentor and healer in my eyes but i finally claimed uh healing and that took me a little while because you have all this knowledge about the body self-healing right yeah and so the body is naturally going to generate the cells in the physical aspect to move into stasis but you still have that mental and spiritual part of it of the alchemy that your body is right that generates right <laughs> so i don't have to finish sentences because they get me this yeah, yeah. Like, of like, course well, I, I forget that i'm talking to you as well uh, it's okay <laughs> But the 3D programming is that like, oh, I need a, um, to learn this from somebody or get a certification or get that. But oftentimes with the way that yeah. we've walked into healing and channeling, it doesn't work that way. So I, I got feel 44 like, certificates that say it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 
I feel like I had to go the coaching route to feel like, oh, I have a, a certification and training in this to start walking the path. But it's basically right. like, it feels a little bit strange that like the information comes in a way that we were never taught. Right. This right. goes perfectly with this, this topic. Oh yeah, absolutely. So a lot of times, um, like I just did a letter today. I wasn't even going to talk about this. It's so weird. Uh, I, have a dear friend her name is uh patricia uh pinto and she uh pinto garza and she lives out oh, in yeah. idaho yeah and so i went ahead and uh, spent some time with her and so she gave me some homework right and i'm not one i don't like homework i don't like doing any kind of spiritual homework i want to be the know-it-all and i don't want to actually do any of the follow-through because like all that stuff is boring and is painful i'm really bad i've already been through that well. I'm, I'm i'm already doing like so much that it's like why am i working on myself i thought i was over it maybe i should get through it so that's always in my head and stuff and that just tells me that yeah it's time to do a little bit of work so anyway so this one was inner child work and uh what i did was i wrote a letter to like my nine-year-old self was the um the homework but hey you know um part of the community with you and so like i wrote to the five seven nine and eleven year old okay <laughs> and uh what ended up happening is that i was able to understand like when i began to open up yeah and my perceptions my belief system hasn't necessarily changed a whole lot in the 20 years that i've experienced this from five years old okay <laughs> and so that's why she's my younger sister <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> anyway so um it has shifted an awful lot and it's evolved and it unfolds but it's very um substantial in its foundation in that i believe right and when you get to the basis of that it makes it really easy so we were talking about like this side of crazy because like it's really based on your spiritual belief system as to how it is that you connect what you channel mm -hmm. how you interact with spirit or energy however it is that you want to frame it yeah and so for me at a very young age about seven i thought i was going to be the next jesus and i keep like investigating that still you know <laughs> and then i um, like that for you though i love yeah, that journey right yeah, yeah i still do i was told today by patricia she goes uh, thank you for being um, righteous in your divine feminine. Mm -hmm. And that was really, that was really challenging for me to not accept, but to acknowledge. Right. Mm -hmm. And because I, I do do what's most right in the circumstance. Sometimes it's very difficult because there's feelings that are involved and there's like, there's other things that are happening. And um, I, I've had to learn how not to be a people pleaser or be auto accommodating and really move into just stepping into like de delivering what the, the energy message or the energetic message is. So listen, I always have, and I always talk to Ashley about this, like kind of the origin story of how you got here on your spiritual journey. Like, do you have, certain like defining moments that really brought you into your spiritual truths? Like were there certain trials and tribulations that got you to like this whole studio and the work you do? You oh yeah, my life. <laughs> so that was part of the letter, right? Uh -huh. Is that I didn't realize that I'd always known that I would be here. Mm. And so that was really, that's very big for me is understanding that I was, I was going to be here and knowing that I was going to be here and the belief system was already in place and then actually following through and taking the 20 plus years to get here, right? Mm -hmm. And understanding that 
it was all about giving myself permission to be who I naturally am. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah, because I, I feel like it's different for everybody, but a lot of times, like, our true essence comes through as a child and, like, all of our gifts are turned on and then life happens and it feels like it. Do you believe that as well? We kind of, like, shut things down and it's kind of yeah, it's going back to that. Is that why you're diving yeah. in even more to the the inner child stuff? Well, I did the inner child because it was something that we found was going to be a benefit to me to be able to step into my newest or latest project of what it is that I would like to do. And we're moving into a more studio environment. And because of that, we're going to do a lot more live broadcasts. And I'm really good at live broadcasts and just like, oh, yeah, let's just do it. But now it's more planned, more content based, more production aspect. Right. Yes. And so with that, it's going to be larger because we're offered um, we're offered a platform to be able to operate on. And so with that, there's just like a lot of a lot of bells and whistles to be able to move through it. Yeah. What was it like, though, when your gifts like first opened? Because. It sounds like for you, you were already so connected that was it anything with like the people in your lives, your family, your friends? Was it hard for you to navigate so some that? Earmarks. Okay, so some benchmarks. My mom died when I was five. And uh, just before she passed, we were at my grandma's house and I had an out-of-body experience, basically. Mm-hmm. And I saw that everything happens all at once. And I've discussed it with uh, I've discussed it with somebody so to see you know on a clinical side to see like what their take is of my experience. And they told me that they didn't want to rob me of my belief, but most likely I was in a shock state uh, to where um, I was seeing like it all happen body. at once, right? Because yeah. physically it couldn't. Now that let me know that their interpretation was all in physical aspect and they couldn't see the energy of the movement of everything, right? Yes. And so I was like, oh my gosh, okay. So the quantum field was explained because I knew it. And then the physical field was explained. And I was like, yes, this is good. So that happened. And then um, there were a few other things. Like I uh, was at church. And so like, you know, you hear like messages from, uh, grown-ups and they tell you, well, this is how you should behave and please learn this Bible verse and blah, 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 blah. And I was really into it. And I didn't, I couldn't tell the difference between physical and non-physical because I was getting a lot of information, mm. but I thought everybody was getting the same information, not exactly the same messages, but like the same, everybody was getting the same thing yes. I was getting. And I just took it for granted that everybody was like me. Yeah. And that was just like my whole take on it. So I grew up very, open to everybody seeing spirits and everybody knowing these things yes. right and so i had deep conversations with the god my understanding basically and i would say oh okay all right fine and i'd be like what about this what about this what about this what about this then i get to a place of where i'd be in acceptance or surrender and i go okay okay all right so i get all that that's fine that's fine that's fine okay so if it's like that what about this? What about this? What about this? <laughs> so it's like a new amount yeah. each time, so right? Always, always, always. It's always that way for me because there are so many, uh, so many different epiphanies that we have on a regular basis as we are coming to becoming awake, awakening, enlightening, however it is that you want to term it. But it is a shift in our consciousness, our divine consciousness, which is us. Right. Mm -hmm. In our physical and non-physical, because we're moving into a state of being that allows us to participate fully and wholly with who we truly are. 
and isn't necessarily a connection to a particular star family or where we came from or what origin is or like we're infinite beings, light beings, and we're also energetic beings. And it is the culmination of the incorporative of that as a whole. And so when you move into the state of being and, and you begin allowing yourself to believe that that's like where you are, this mm. is just like my take on it. It allows you to understand that people have opinions and they're entitled to them and it may not be yours and that's okay. So developing your own set of rules, right? Because yeah. we're unique unto ourselves. We are yeah. unique unto ourselves and we fight for being unique for a really long time before we get into recovery. Then when we get in there, we're told that we're not unique. And then we find out that we are unique. And so we're crushed. <laughs> we're crushed because like in order to survive, to become unique and claim it, you have to learn that you're not unique. So, so it's awful. And yeah, I know that I think it was Ashley that we were talking about how like it was pounded into her at one point, like feelings are not facts, feelings are not facts. And I was like, oh, and then at some point in her spiritual journey, it was like, okay, sh that worked for her for that part of her sobriety journey. And then I know that it has a purpose, Well, it, but I also want to talk about why that's like gateway into that's important. Like you can't just leave feelings out of the equation when yeah. that's your barometer. Well, I thought that I had to go ahead and do, um, a productive member of society. Okay. And so I got a regular job and what did I you thrived. do? Tell people what you did. I want to get more I down into the, the nitty gritty. Okay. I was the sample lady at Costco. So oh my God. everybody loved love you. Everybody loved you. Can you imagine? I would just be like, I'd be receiving a healing as I like have the Hagen dazs Oh yeah. Because like, I'm just having, what, what I do is I've been delicious. healing like all my life. I put, I go, you know, okay, here, let me heal it. Right. Um, I used to have visceral sight where I still have it, but I just don't tune into that aspect of it to where I can see inside of x-ray vision. I can see inside mm. a body and stuff like that. It's just like, yeah. So you can do wow. like a lot of things. It's the limitation that you set for yourself that tells you that you can't. We, we can all tap into those spiritual gifts, but it is what you're aware of, what you recognize. I loved when you said that once we become aware and then we say that we're aware because recognition is key for a lot of things. Um, but most of those things, you know, I've, I've done like hands-on healing. And so I've seen feet grow. I've seen like a lot of things in my life, which is very interesting. Um, with that, <laughs> with that said, um, moving into Costco, because that's what I did. I thought that I had to work like 12 to 13, 14 hour days. I got locked in a couple of times, set the alarm off. That was really cool. <laughs> 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 and, then, and then um the best part was it fed my ego that had been bruised for so long because I didn't feel like I was enough because that I think is something that we have as a challenge in our current aspect because we can't understand or define why we're chosen mm -hmm. to have these gifts yeah right yeah because if we feel like we have to get them in a certain way or reach a certain status and only I, jesus says that and i feel like even like sometimes i'm you know i was always the youngest coach or like i'm a younger one in the community and it was really hard for me to be like oh i'm stepping up as this like business leader in the spiritual community and it's like it took me a lot of receiving readings and re letting other people be my mirror to be like we're not just talking about this lifetime or this dimension yeah. This is just one avatar here. <laughs> and that you've been, we've, we've all been so prepared our entire lives in many different lifetimes to be where we are right, right now. Yeah. And that it might not make 
conscious sense based on what we, we know and understand mm -hmm. just in this life. When I was at Costco, I experienced a, I could say, you could, you could phrase anything the way that you want, correct? Yes. Okay. So I was going through <laughs> menopause. Menopause was really awesome for me, especially there because it's a man world. And so <laughs> I would, I would always have to get a receipt signed off. And the morning that I got the receipt signed off, that was like the game changer for me. Um, I was, uh, I had my very first uh, hot flash. And so I went, I ran into the bathroom to see what I look like. Okay. And I don't know, I don't know if you've ever, ever, ever seen like the princess and the hag picture, princess hag, princess hag. And I watched me go from princess to hag and I went, oh, that's scary. And then I smiled and I went, oh, that's fucking it. That's, fucking it. that's my ticket. Anyway, so here I am, my shop and everything. I'm out there. I'm waiting for the manager to come over who always, you know, likes to go, ha, 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 blah, blah, and give me a hard time, tease me and stuff. And so as he's walking toward me, I'm feeling the banding start. And I went, oh, this is going to be good. And I know exactly what I look like because I've just observed myself in the mirror. <laughs> I swear so he's coming and I go like this and I smile and he goes, Oh, I'll send you a receipt. Okay. And I was done. So it was for me, instead of calling them like uh hot flashes, I called them power surges from that moment on. Because that's what they were for me. That's they like were the very powerful. Thing. Very powerful for me. Yeah. And so um when uh, at that time I went through an identity crisis, an awakening. Um, and I had a couple, oh, okay. So I had a couple of interactions with my boss and I was made some promises that I felt were not delivered mm -hmm. and I became dissatisfied with the position. So it felt like a toxic work environment. Do you think now that you were fucking pushed out of that job because they were like, we need to get her out of here on her path because she's meant to be doing bigger things. I know, I know that that was, I know that's what it was because okay. I was being funneled. I could feel I that I was like being that before. funneled, right? They kick you yeah. out and it gets yeah. abrupt. It is. Abrupt. That's why I tell people like before when I was doing the career stuff, it's like, if you're not meant to be doing this. The universe gets louder. Sometimes it's like you're in a bit of an abusive relationship with the universe because I went on a, okay, so I went on a, okay. So I have this conversation at a review and I don't get what it is that I was promised or what I think I was promised. And then um, I go to a, uh, uh, a retreat and the retreat that I go to is um, a recovery spiritual retreat but it's like for a lot of different programs and it's all women and so all of my walls are down and I'm there and I'm seeing stuff and as people are walking out I'm like nine-year-old Lucy and so like as they're coming out I'm going oh hey yeah don't worry about it you're gonna be back there um, and you'll be it'll be fine you'll be able to visit and person says what are you talking about and I go were you just thinking about being in Mexico on a porch? Like there's a big like ranch and everything and you're leaning on a, so you're just a broom and stuff. And they were like, yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know. Cause like there's some ethics behind what we do. Yeah. And when we're, when you're first opening, you don't realize that you're, you're really in everybody else's shit. Yeah. <laughs> you really I shouldn't be. That. So yeah. knowing what your energetic <laughs> signature is and what somebody else's is, is very important. And then asking permission, asking permission, because like, you know, maybe, you know, maybe you don't want everybody knowing everything about you either. Yeah. I think that's the thing, too, when you see like Teresa Caputo and like she's just going up to people and she's like, there's a message. And she's like, I feel like Monica, the medium, will like ask permission. Do you want a message? But I think that that's 
one of the ethical things is like, what if they don't want that message or they're not in a time and place where they're ready to receive it? And I think there might be some prep work in that. Oh, see, we wanted to think it's like, (laughs) (laughs) well, the reason, yeah, but the reason why there would be prep work is because they would probably have to clear it and get, so they're just trying to to stage it. So I don't like know if it's staged. It. I don't know if it's mm. staged, but they're probably because they can get like signatures after and stuff like that. Mm. But um, they oh, also okay. have lighting and cameras and sound and yeah. uh, interruption that they have to really look at. So there's like it's going to be a, a larger. A larger I would love to like follow Lucinda thing. through like Disneyland, and she just like gives oh, a gas, and she's like on a ride with somebody, <laughs> and she's like. No, yeah. I just ride the Haunted Mansion over and over and, and over And then again. you'd be like, hey, this looks like your uncle. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, you sit next to you. Don't People mind the camera. paid for this VIP experience. I think this is going to be your next offer. When Disneyland reopens, it could be like a VIP day <laughs> with awesome. Lucinda. I know. I legitimately thought of. So I do, I, yeah. I do, I do kind of want to throw it out there. If anyone has any questions for Lucinda as we have this conversation, when we have Lucinda in the love seat, <laughs> stole that from you. So if anyone has any questions, but let's kind of get into the topic that you and Ashley kind of, you know, bring storm together that I think is really relevant right now, which is, you know, coming into gifts and being on the other side of quote unquote, like crazy or the perception of crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay, so can I lay, lay some groundwork? Mm-hmm. Not not a lot, but I need to. Mm-hmm. So I feel I need to. Yeah. Okay. So a lot of times, I don't think that we call them gifts or um, spiritual gifts or awarenesses. And they are. And we use them 100% of the time. <laughs> okay. Um, if you're thinking, you're claircognizant. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah. If you're hearing a song in your head, you're clear audience. <laughs> if you're seeing stuff that's not there, like you're daydreaming, you're clairvoyant. Well, I and love if you're this sensing, about you. Yeah, right. And if you're walking into a place and you're going, "Whoa, <laughs> I shouldn't be here." Woo, party! You're clairsentient. <laughs> okay, and that's the that right there. Just that recognition, mm-hmm. knowing that you're in your psyche senses. Okay, that's where the word psychic and psychologist comes from. When you're in your psyche senses, you're 100% in ideation. Um, You're in imagination. Imagination is one of my favorite energies to access, mostly because there is no limitation. So visualization has a connotation that has to be done a certain way. Mm -hmm. You have to receive a certain... um, uh, experience or result right uh, you do a guided imagery uh meditation and so people are talking about these yellow flowers and as you see these yellow flowers <laughs> you're going to walk down a road and as you make it to this road the road is paved with cobblestones and everything and your whole experience is i'm down by the ocean i must be in the wrong <laughs> fucking place <laughs> but you start thinking i'm doing this yeah, right, I'm doing right? Wrong. i don't know how to And so the idea is to understand that you're constantly in those senses, right? So everybody is very sensic Mm -hmm. and giving yourself permission to explore those senses allows you not to think so much that there's something off. Okay. I love that. Yeah. You really taught me about not being in separation from the channeling because I feel like I dipped a toe into channeling many times and I would kind of like visit it and back away. And so you were, were somebody that was a critical part because you're like, well, you go into channeling states all the time. Like 
you know that, right? And I, I, I realized what she was talking about, which many of us do mm-hmm. tap in. And whenever we're talking really fast and we're shutting this off and we're like, wow, where did that come from? I just said mm-hmm. the most that amazing was really good. thing without thinking about it. <laughs> so profound. As soon as I, so smart. yeah, like I realized it and I was not in separation from it. Then I was actually able to access it and be with it. Cause I needed to, I needed to understand that it was yeah. not some weird thing that's like totally foreign. So I really like that you're able to like ground it down and yeah. explain it to people that well I've said some really it, stupid right? things that's why okay. <laughs> the truth comes some out really stupid things like one day I announced that I've never had my own thought ever in my whole entire life it must be like from everybody else that's like that's pretty fucking ridiculous <laughs> right because then I had to revisit that uh-huh. oh free will toys okay I got it I have my own thoughts okay okay I'm down I'm down I got it now <laughs> So just stupid shit. You say stupid shit and then you investigate it and then you're like, oh, okay, so more information. Where does that okay, so I ask yourself, like, where does that information come from? It comes energetically. So for me, mm-hmm. I use everything energetic. That's easier for me. I call all the beings people because then I don't have to separate them. I don't have to say, oh, you're a god. You're a demigod, you're a ghost, you're an apparition, you're a cosmic being, you're a dragon, you're a fairy, you're, you know, I don't have to do that. You're an angel, you're a devil, you're this, you're that. I don't have to take a lot of time, like the Bible and Adam and Eve, naming all the animals. So instead, everybody's people. Mm -hmm. Super easy for me. And then when I have uh, communication, I, you can always ask, you say, who is that? (laughs) Who is that? And if you don't get an answer, you just say, okay, I'm not interacting. Go away. Yeah. And that's the thing I think people need to understand because you probably hear these fears as well is like, well, I'm afraid I'm going to connect in with the right thing or if something scary is going to happen. But because of free will choice, you can always say, get the fuck out and it has to go. Like it can't do anything. There's no reason to have any fear because you're in control. Do you agree with that? I agree with that to a great degree. There are certain... um, so I think clarity is going to be key. Yeah. Right. And so if your clear intention or pure intention mm-hmm. is to connect with divine energy, that's benevolent. Yes. Okay. Yes. And that's like from your heart because your heart thinks three times faster than your cranial brain. Okay. So if you're coming from your heart and you're connected in that way. Yeah. Then, vibrationally. Exactly. Yeah. Then you're vibrationally sound and it's going to be a better connection. Yeah. If your belief system is steeped in fear, like if I don't do this right, then God's going to punish me. Then you're, it's going to waver when you go yes. to connect to that God. Cause you're going to have a lot of fear based belief systems. You're, that you're trying to be in that frequency, through. right? Yeah. Cause it's right. like whatever frequency you're tuned into. Right. So I can yeah. understand, I can understand why people have hesitation to connect and channel. Um, normally um, when we have an idea to troubleshoot something. Okay. And we're given that um, moment of clarity and it's like, hey, you know what? And it's almost like they write it on a post-it note and they, they slip you the answer to the test, mm-hmm. right? And you're like, oh, okay, cool. Thank you. And I use they because my grandma used they. And um, I didn't know who they was at the time <laughs> because I was talking to they and it made perfect sense to me. But my dad would always say, who the hell is they? <laughs> right? Yeah. And 
I got it. And I would say, why is he so upset? Day is right there. And so, like, <laughs> you know, anyway, so <clears throat> when, um, when we take the time to recognize what the information is, you can definitely see the value in it in application. But we ask for help often, right? Like, help me get to the bus on time. Help me get a better job. Help me do this. I need so much help. I need help. I need help. I need help. It becomes almost a mantra. And if you realize that every time you ask, it's given. Every single time. You have a veritable cornucopia of individuals, okay, and tools that are ready to do your bidding. Now, it doesn't mean that when you're saying help, what you think, okay, in a willy-nilly sort of request mm -hmm. is going to show up the way that you want. I learned that in golf. Manuel's teaching. <laughs> I was like kidding. I was uh, uh, driving off the tee, right? And it kept slicing to the right. And he goes, just take a mulligan. Take another one, another one, another one. And I was this getting so nothing to me. But I'm, like, <laughs> I'm sure they know more about golf. So, okay, no problem. But okay, okay, so like when you... When you <laughs> When you hit the ball, the club has to be facing a certain way in order for it to go in a certain direction. And I was facing it out like this, so it was going in the direction I was aiming. <laughs> I, I was adamant that it should be going this way because that's where I wanted it to go. <laughs> and he said, it's going exactly where you're aiming. And I said, no, it isn't. But that is exactly... Exactly what was happening. That's exactly how this works. That's yes. like the perfect metaphor for my alcoholic life, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. It's great. So for me, so for me, that's kind of how it works. Um, I always suggest meditation because meditation brings clarity, right? Mm. And so getting in touch with who you are, right? And just getting quiet with you. And you don't have to connect. Because the connection to you is already there. And it's then, all within. Yeah. Us. So yeah. getting clear first. Um, there's a lot of good um, meditations out there that you can uh, listen to on YouTube or you can develop your own. But reminding yourself that water in the garden is meditation, mm -hmm. right? Taking a walk is meditation, right? Yes. And exercise, shopping, whatever it is that you're doing becomes meditative because yes. you're removing the thought process of doing and your being yes. in that moment. I like that you say being because there was a call that I was on. I don't, we will just say within some of the spiritual community and they were, there was an individual that, that was there trying to tell people what they were doing on a different dimension, right? Like these are your gifts and like what you need to know what you're doing on other dimensions so that you can show up more deliberately in the 3d. And so I got to my turn and they were like, okay, go ahead and do what you do. Just do what you do. And I'm just like, I did not know how to do what I do just right here in the moment. And like, I kind of felt like I was like, do I just like focus my energy? Do I activate my Reiki? And later I realized is I was like, well, it is who I am being. And so it was, it was from more of that kind of, uh, I guess, 3D, maybe more of like only the masculine side of how you would look at gifts, because I do just feel okay. like energetically my gifts come through from who I am being and what okay. I'm doing is just my tools in those moments. It's just oh, yeah. my vehicles in those moments and things to interact with. And I felt like I did something wrong at the time because oh. I was like, am I supposed to fucking like, <laughs> like, you know, 
heal something. <laughs> like on command, I'm just like, because then I was told they're like, well, you were an infant. Like, <laughs> you were, I could see that you were very infantile. And then, and I was just like, okay. Like, I, it was a weird experience. I'm not going to lie. Okay. But that can be super detrimental to us when we're opening as well, because right? we think that that's the only way to see what we're doing, where we're at. Yeah. And it isn't. Yeah. So the way that you read a situation and channel, the way I read a situation and channel, so the way that James reads, yeah. it, they're all different. Yes. However many people there are, that's how many different things we see. So many facets, so yes. many facets. Yeah. So um, if somebody is tuning into an energy, usually what happens is that they're tuning into a variety of things. So they're saying, you know what? I really like your eyes. So I'm going to pick that eyelash. I'm going to tell you all about yourself. <laughs> and so if they're trying to bring it into the physical aspect, it reminds me of how, when I was trying to um, describe like the things that we have, right. Uh, as uh, like, Oh, you see, feel. Okay. So you see, feel, so you see it first and then you feel it. And then people be like, yeah, that's what happens. And then I go, cool. Okay. So expand on that. That's really all you're doing. You're just like, you're using your senses to like, do it like this. So in your mind's eye, it's like, you can't really explain to people where you see. So I used to say, I see invisible shit. <laughs> yeah. Because like, it would be like right here, but it'd be all in here, but then it'd be out here. And then sometimes it'd be way out there. And it would just be like a focus of like, wherever it was that I wanted to um, look at what right. point though do you think that it gets to like the point where the person is on the streets right do you think it's the grounding where sometimes people go too far with interacting with other spirit, like the spiritual like chemical world and stuff like that. i mean or you know i think it's all of that what do you think i think it's all of that yeah i have i have clients that um are homeless okay they tell me they're not but they come in and so i I do energy with them. And then um, we talk about crystals, sometimes tarot, just depends on what they ask me for. And it's the only thing that they're um, able to work with. And they're brilliant. Some of them are, um, they've hit that uh, psychosis. And without being a clinician, I can't really say that, right? Yeah. But they've hit a psychosis because I've had a psychotic break. Um, when I've been a drug induced psychotic break to where like, you know, I've had a hallucination because I was up too many days, but like I did a lot of hallucinogens. So you never know if it's a factor. I was like, there's a lot going on there. Anyway. So, uh, with all of that, um, I see that there, there is a substantial vehicle to be able to go to a place where, um, you need, not Western medicine, right? I don't want to call it that. Yeah. But you need you need somebody who is going to look at it in a clinic in a clinical environment so that you can get the support that you need physically. To rebalance. Yeah. I almost feel like them not all of them come back. Receiving either. help though is just them asking for it. It's their free will choice to say, I'm ready to receive the healing. Mm-hmm. And that we feel because I, I feel like a lot of healing is self healing but that when we go to somebody as a healer that they're co-creating with us they're setting a frequency right and that we're sort of like allowing our team our team can intervene say great she's ready for a fucking healing let's (laughs) give her all the energy that she's wanting and that 
I think that even if they go to a doctor, that I think on that soul level that they're choosing. Well, remember how we talked at the very beginning about everybody being connected to their psyche senses. Mm -hmm. So even doctors, not even doctors, but even doctors, even MDs who are... Uh, regulated through like the state and they have their licensure and stuff and they have a permission license to cure. Yeah. Okay. And to diagnose. All right. They're still using all of their psychic gifts, whether they know to it make or not, that di- to make that diagnosis because yes. they can look at the physical aspect of what's manifesting. And they still have to find out what the cause is. Yeah. And so they're looking at the body, the internal organs and what's ingested, but they're constantly in cognizant thought. Mm -hmm. Okay. To find out. And so they're going through their style of Akashic record. Yeah. Right. To find out deliberately what they can bring into the physical aspect from the Mm non-physical. Okay. So they're constantly doing that. Okay. Yeah. And just remembering that they are human is key, right? Mm-hmm. And so not everything is, everything ca- is caused in energy first, but once it gets manifested in the physical form, sometimes it goes beyond what you can um, heal with an energetic healer. Wow. Uh, a lot of times what, what I've learned uh, in the process is that if somebody believes that uh, chemo is going to cure their cancer, that's what will work. And the sooner you give yourself permission to be okay with their choices, mm-hmm. the better off they are. Yes. Right. And supporting them in whatever their choice is. Yeah. Because it's clear that it's their choice, not yours. Yeah. It may yeah. not be like how you would choose. Right. But still, how are we doing them. on time? Because I feel like we're going to get lost with you and we're going to be like, oh, fuck, it's been three hours. Oh, and- she- <laughs> like, it's not a clock. <laughs> what have, time is it? We've got about 10 more minutes with Lucinda. Oh, what okay. is something about this topic that we haven't talked about yet? I think I think personal. I think that we haven't talked personally about how we question ourselves when we're coming into our gifts Yeah, about being crazy and we're bouncing it off of people. Mm-hmm. Like when I first mm-hmm. came out of the perceived uh, psychic closet, okay. yes. um, when I came out and I told people, you know, I think I'm psychic. They were like, well, duh. okay yeah and i was like awesome i'm this psychic and they were like no not to me (laughs) i was like oh so i had to learn what was safe Mm. for me at that time of your life and what you felt safe with yes because safe allowed me to still have the friends and sh- and uh, relationships that I had developed okay that I had relied on and had support in and I could still draw from okay spiritually mentally physically are you friends with them now still out of curiosity yes any of them really yes yes Yes. And so they, they all, rose to your vibrational all, frequency rather than. Well, wait a minute. If we measure interaction on vibration, because that's yes. what I do, then I don't have a lot of interaction with them, but they're still my friends. Okay. Oh. I see what you're pointing out. I see what you're can saying. I, yeah. Can I ask you that there was there an inkling at some point to kind of like just blow the closet doors off of it? You know what I mean? Like, you know. Yes. Okay. So I don't know if you're familiar with this, but this is what mine was. Okay. When I made a decision to change my lifestyle. Mm-hmm. I said, I will see you when you get here mm-hmm. to all my friends. Uh, since then, since then, some of those friends have made it. 
Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. It didn't mean they ever stopped being my friends and I didn't stop loving mm-hmm. them. Yeah. It just means yeah. that they had to be able to come to where I was so that that way we could have interaction. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it was layers for me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, oh, well, I'm sorry. well, well definitely. I'm sorry. Uh, no, someone see someone no. sent a, a picture <laughs> of a, a group of friends that we are no longer with. And, and she said, everything's changed. And she said, nothing's changed but distance. So I totally get what, get what you're laying down about. You can still love and be friends with someone, even if they're not physically in your experience. But you did get to that point where you're like, I'm going to go here. Well, that here. was kind of us, too. Yeah, but right? you're like, I'm kind of going to go here. Because we had our long separation. meet me here physically, then so be yeah. it. But if not, yeah. this is where I'm going, right? Exactly, right? All right, because, nice. Because we start making decisions based on our spiritual beliefs and how we're going to move through life because mm. we choose jobs that way. Because, yeah. you know, you know, we would like to feel good, mm. right? And so because we make those choices to feel good or feel better about a situation, so it's like the law of attraction basis, right? So if you're miserable and you make a choice, you're still bringing all the misery with you. Mm. So getting into a space of um, happy and then making a choice not attached to outcome, mm-hmm. right, is key, right? And, and yeah. that's like, that's what. And re- recovery too. Everywhere yeah. you go, there you are. So if you're yes. if you're a conduit of love, everywhere you go, there is love. If you're a right. conduit of pain, well, there's some more fucking pain. <laughs> yeah, a lot. A, a lot, right? It's like going to it's like going into a um, a chatterbox or a meeting, right? Where like it's either full of solution or it's full of trash, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And so I kept choosing to go into solution, okay. right? because I wanted change. And so depending on how you greet change, because change is the only consistent in our lives all the time. That's the all the time, always only that plays through for us is change. I love change. I love change. (laughs) What, since we are coming to towards the end of our time, what is the number one piece of advice you would give to someone that is starting their own road of truth and our people around them are kind of given like the you're kind of fucking crazy i be it recovery be it their spiritual gifts what's the the mm. best piece of advice you can give to someone that's really coming into their own wow that's really that's a great question so for me it would be this finding people who have the same language seeking out people Community. Who, yeah exactly Fuck yeah that, yeah because that's gonna it's just like uh, if you uh, go to work, right, and you find a group of people who like the job, who like the circumstance and stuff, you're going to hang out with them because yeah. you like the job. Mm-hmm. And, and this is kind of honestly what this was like coming and seeing you has always been because it's like I come I feel like I'm getting emotional as well because it's like I didn't ever find that community in another place that I went to. And I kind of felt like I was for whatever reason. I felt like I would go and then I would leave and I felt like I would for what I didn't feel safe talking to everybody. And I just thought, Oh, maybe I'm introverted, but I come here and every time I'd be coming for different reasons, sessions with you. I feel like I always end up talking to you. I meet somebody else who I'm just like, Oh, hi. And we have this amazing (laughs) fucking conversation Mm -hmm. like every time, like, Mm -hmm. and it's like made me, I gravitate back here all the time because I, I know even now, like if we're going to, if I'm going to look at crystals and I'm going to pop in, there's probably going to be someone else there looking at crystals and some amazing conversation is going to go down. And it's like every time, every time, like I feel like energetically you've kind of, 
you bring that to body studios and it just has been so crucial for me to like feel safe enough to explore it, to talk about it and to be in my frequency, to be in my most potent frequency because I, I can be all of that here. And that's for me, what's given me a lot of that bravery and courage to be like, okay, I know what that fucking feels like. feels really good to be in that alignment. And I think that's like the start, like you're saying of like kicking off the commitment to show up like that in all parts of your life. Well, when you asked me at the very beginning, if there was something that was life changing for me, that intention is one that I set because I couldn't find people who were speaking my language. Mm -hmm. And I did think that I was going off the deep end in a lot of different ways. Mm -hmm. And once I found the metaphysical or spiritual community that wasn't attached to a religious dogma, Mm -hmm. I was able to have terminology that matched what I was experiencing. Mm -hmm. It didn't mean that that particular community was welcoming because anytime you're moving into a new community that is cloistered or oh gosh yeah right that that has come from a place of ridicule right yeah that has come from a place of uh fear right you you break in softly you break in softly so that was the intention that i set for body studios is that anybody who was struggling the way I was struggling and thought they were crazy, that they had a place to come and they could ask any question. There was never going to be a question that was not okay. And if I didn't know the answer, I could always find somebody who had it. Mm. And so that was it. So that's why. So Lucinda, for the people that are just listening and not on the live, where can they find Body Studios and what's coming (laughs) up soon for it? I mean, honestly, so they can find their safe haven too. Okay. All right. So uh, we're... We're in refurbishment right now, and um, that'll probably be concluded on the 29th of, or the 28th of, um, wait, the 23rd. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) The 23rd of April, 2021. Okay. And that's because we're going to have our first uh, or second full moon ceremony after the refurbishment. Love it. And so the full moon ceremony is going to have a cacao ceremony and a sound bath with... uh, uh, Erica Segura. This one's in person. In person. Okay. Because you do yeah. virtual stuff as well. So, no yeah, matter so we do hybrid things is. as well. Yes. Yeah. So we do. And then the following week, the next Thursday is going to be a channel panel. That's going to be in person and by, and online. Okay. So where do people go online? And we'll make sure we put So we have link. a link tree. So we have a link tree okay. that has like all of our events and stuff like that. And then the Body Studios website is getting ready to come online. I'm so excited. It's Ooh. been like such a labor of love because we're putting the the Body Shop, which is our new store. We're putting that online so mm. you can shop online. Nice. So Amazing. that's like crazy. We have Ooh. thousands of items. So really cool. So where, you know, I'm sure that Solange will post it, but is there anywhere that they oh. can reach more information about you? Do you care to say the location of where body well, We should say is? B-O-T-I is how body is yeah. spelled. B-O-T-I studios. Right. And so like it's an acronym. Mind. It means beautiful on the inside. Ah. So that's why. So yes. And uh, it's at 607 South Harbor Boulevard, Anaheim, California at 92805. You can call the work phone 714-220-8351. And I'll probably answer. 
yeah. and then you'll give me the link to I don't know if we have that yet we'll put oh, yeah, it in the sure show notes so like the people that listen to it like audio all of our social media is Body Studio so it's B-O-T-I-S-T-U-D-I-O-S so it's at and that's Facebook Instagram Meetup Mm-hmm. And so, like, you know, if you go ahead and join our meetup, you'll always get updates as to when we're having events. The meetup. So that works okay. out really good. Yeah. yeah. Channel panel is a really good one that I yeah. love because that's coming back yeah. virtually as yeah. well, right? Well, yeah. Virtually and in person. And so this is going to be a combo event. And so it's only 18 bucks. It's going to be me so and Dawn. Good. And we're just going to be like nailing it. Everybody gets a message. So it'll be a lot yeah. of fun. I want there to be is. on a channel panel. Yes, yes. I was like, how do I get an invitation? Yes. We're, having a, we're, having an open house. <laughs> we're having an open house uh, May 22nd, and that's going to be an extended uh, uh, hours, right? And mm-hmm. we're going to do different things. We're going to have like a sound bath. We're going to have um, readers that will come in. Anybody who wants to volunteer for reading will come in and do readings for people. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we'll have Dr. Tara's... Uh, connected wellness open so that everybody can see all the changes and improvements that's where vibroacoustic is by the way yeah. it's like within body stu- she has like her separate healing yeah. studio with vibroacoustic yeah there's a lot of fucking good experiences here <laughs> there is yeah, yeah. <laughs> so thank you so much for allowing us to come here like thank I'm you. So happy you did. <laughs> well i i hope that we can come back and do a virtual tour so everyone can get like oh i would be sights and sounds of this lovely place that would be yes. really cool i love you guys well, i love I'm you too you. my my beautiful younger sister she, this bitch over here my mom just so rude but thank you so much <laughs> i don't think she's offended i'm not <laughs> i mean I like that teasing. in the best way you're still my younger sister but i just you. love you for that because you're my favorite <laughs> <laughs> I'm the favorite here, yeah, so thank you for hanging fine. out with us uh Thanks everyone so check out the all the links that salons just dropped and we'll make sure that uh we have the information up for the podcast yes right. thank you thank, thank you very much and then i know i'm gonna have to go up and get all close to the camera i don't even think i don't even think that we know what we're talking about next week tba you know what lately for these fucking episodes i've just been like who's coming into our experience like oh this lady's a dominatrix we haven't had a dominatrix guest let's talk to her we need to have a dominatrix i I told you i'm gonna show you her website (laughs) and she's like a coach and she's like i saw her site she's like basically i dom you into like fucking believing in yourself and your magic and i'm like we love her this is there's so many thoughts so that, many right? things, but I also okay. don't think you're going to dom me to believe in anything. So thank you for hanging out with us, everybody. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Okay, I have to get up all close and figure out how to turn this off. Okay. I don't even know. End. <laughs> End podcast.